Five, four, three, two, one. Right. Hello, children, and welcome to episode 11 of the On My Dime, On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Stevie Saleh. We talk about business, we a little bit about fashion, and a lot about habits. This is a good episode. I hope you guys enjoy. If you want to hear or see more episodes like this, please leave me a rating on iTunes and download the episode on Spotify. It really helps me out a lot. And yep, hope you guys enjoy the conversation. You do this podcasting. I mean, like the podcast is more like it keeps me like, what was that? I had a good word for it. it keeps me like, it keeps me busy, but it's like passive. So it's not like something I need to do. It's just something I enjoy doing. And it's just fun to learn from oh, people. That's cool. What are you, uh, what are you going to school for? I'm in, I go to the University of Guelph and I'm in um, human kinetics. So I'll become like a physiotherapist or chiropractor if everything works out. So I don't know. Fingers oh, crossed. nice. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Where do you, where do you live again? Or where, like, where are you from? I'm in Toronto. Oh, okay. So that's good. Nice. Yeah. I've yeah. never been. I, a lot of people in my YouTube comments always like assume that I'm from there. I think it's because of like, of, like the way that I talk, but okay. I've, ne- I've never been, but it sounds like a great place for sure. It's nice. You're in DC, right? No, I'm in Seattle. Oh, okay, Washington. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the architecture is yeah. kind of similar. Maybe that's why people get confused. For sure, yeah. And I think it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just like I'm Asian and like they just assume <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But yeah, maybe, it's cool. Man. But nonetheless, again, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. Happy to happy to speak to you and stuff, man. So like, mm-hmm. let's start. I don't want to make this like a fashion show because there's too many of those. But I think most of the people are going to know you from fashion as well. So like, for sure. you cool if we start there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so like, how did you start with like getting interested in fashion, and how did that evolve to like Instagram and YouTube and all that? Um, it's a good question. So I think just in regards to like me getting into fashion, I think it really started. I mean, even when I was younger, I always had like this. I don't want to say like passion for fashion because that sounds so like cliche, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like I think I always had like an interest in it, and then I think it really took off when I was in high school. <clears throat> Sorry, a lot of my um like my boys and I, we would actually like get dressed up to go to school. Like we would have on like proper fits, and we would go to school, and we would just like show out, and it would just like be a vibe. And this is, I guess, like to answer the second part of your question, like how I got started and how it evolved into what I'm doing now. Um, like I said, we would show up to school and we would have like these proper fits. Well, back then we thought it was proper, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? So we would actually go to school and this is like when Instagram first started, like when it first became an app. So we would take photos of our outfits and then we would post it. And then it would just get like thousands and thousands of likes like back then. And you know, like back then on Instagram, when it first came out, that was kind of like a lot of likes, you know, to get like X, like thousands amount of likes and stuff. Um, and then it just kept going and growing and stuff. And then from there, I made a Tumblr. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so this is, like, when Tumblr was, like, pretty, like, popping as well. So I would share and, like, take more photos of my outfits and post it on there. And then from there, I grew a following as well. And then, like, people who followed me on Tumblr would just ask for more, like, oh, you know, like, can we get a YouTube channel? Like, we want to see more. We want to see more. Um, and then, I, like, one day, I just was, like, chilling, and I was, like, screw it like I mean just go buy a camera and just like kind of give the people what they want and then I recorded a video and then they kind of did well and then I did another video and another video and then I think very early on in my YouTube career if that's what you want to call it I had a video that went like viral like it, it, I think right now it almost has a million views I think I know and- which video you're talking about is that the is that the video that you saw that you know me from or is that oh i know you from that old video where it's like the room tour and you had that like the the hundred pillow that's where i started (laughs) watching i've been watching you since yeah yeah yeah. so that i think the video that i'm talking about is before that but yeah so that video took off and ever since then my, my channel has never been the same um that's when you know like i started getting booked to do like proper like sponsorships and stuff and um it just kind of like took a life of its own from that so yeah I think that's kind of like my answer to that question amazing man so like that's awesome like you kind of just started right where right when it began and it's just been building from there that's awesome yeah yeah it's a bit of a weird one but you had a bunch of like rebrands like throughout the YouTube thing because like I remember you from like SRXGS and all that all that stuff and you had the brand in flow and all that so like can I just say you are a real one for following me like like ever since then like got you the fact the fact that you know this stuff is like crazy but um yeah sorry what was your question no just like talk about like like I don't know like what's the deal with like the rebrand and all that 
I think <clears throat> so as far as like the rebrand goes, I think I think any creative to like any extent, whether it's like you doing this podcast or like me being a fashion YouTuber, um, and I guess just like again, any artist in general, I think anyone who has like somewhat of a creative like job or outlet or something, I think we can all agree that we always <clears throat> we always just wanna keep doing bigger and better things as we continue to grow and you know just do this whatever it is that we're doing right so I think that the rebrands along the way just naturally happen because as I get older and as I just again grow and evolve just like as a human being in general like naturally that will kind of trickle down into my work and in my craft and stuff and so I feel like kind of to what you said in the beginning my YouTube name was Style by SRXGS and yeah, that was like a super cool name in my opinion but I feel like I kind of grew out of it um I just feel like I kind of wanted people to know me more than just like this fashion YouTuber like you said even when we started this podcast like there's so many fashion like stories to be told already this is not like a fashion show I really just kind of wanted to almost rebrand myself to more of like this is me Stevie Solly and like if you like are down to just kind of watch my videos like this is what I like and this is what I do and like I said, if you like it, then you can keep watching. Um, so that's kind of like where the rebrand went. And then as far as like my old brand, um, Indecisive Clo, like as far as that goes, it's kind of like the same thing that happened with my YouTube channel. It's like a little baby thing that I started. And then I kind of just grew out of it because as I started like getting older again, and as I started just like, you know, becoming more in tune with like my personal style and stuff, I wasn't really connecting with like the screen printed sort of stuff. I like it every now and then, but I didn't want a whole brand based on it um, because I personally don't wear those kind of things anymore. I definitely kind of gravitate to more like classic and simple and like timeless pieces. Um, so I kind of like deaded that brand. And right now I'm just trying to focus on like my personal brand. Like I said, like doing the vlogs, like doing regular videos and just kind of trying to make myself more as like a go-to person for like when you're trying to look for inspo that isn't just fashion, if that makes sense. That makes sense actually. So like kind of as your style evolved, you kind of grew out of the ethos of those old brands and the old like SRX. You, yes. you like rebranded from there into something that suits you more at the time kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I think, I think everyone kind of does that like I said as you kind of get older you just kind of have a better understanding of like who you are as an individual and so for me I feel like when I first started my channel I I almost had this mentality of like oh I want to be like this big fashion youtuber and don't get me wrong like I feel like I still I don't necessarily have that same mindset anymore I think for me now it's more of like this is my work and this is like my art so to speak and this is like what I like and if you want to enjoy it then by all means and if you don't then like that's okay I think if I had to this is like kind of going on a tangent but I Go think if it. I had to yeah I think if I had to redo it all over again I think when I first started my channel it was more of like a okay how can I become like the biggest YouTuber ever and I don't think I approach my channel that way anymore I think I approach it in like a more genuine just like more relaxed, like laid back sort of way. Um, so if I had to do it all over again, I think I would go back and be like, just make videos that like you, like I, if I was to do it again, I would just make videos that I wanted, I wanted to versus like making videos that I thought would go viral. Cause like for me, I don't really care to be like the biggest YouTuber anymore. I don't care to be like super popular or whatever. It's more of like just showcasing again, like what I like and what I vibe with. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it and yeah. Do you think you would have grown as fast as you did if you had done it that way? Mm, that's actually a really good question. And I don't know, because I feel like, okay, I feel like there's two ways to answer that question, right? So if I went back and I started my channel, like this a more organic sort of way, I don't feel like I would have grown as fast as I did. But I feel like there would have been less rebrands and there would have been less of this like, Oh, he's doing this now and then he's doing this and then he has another project and then he's doing this because before like i said i was just always trying to suit to like my viewers i was just trying to you know really give them what i thought that they wanted from me but now it's more of like i make videos that i want to make and like i said if you enjoy it you enjoy it um but yeah that's a really good question but i guess to answer it, to answer it i don't think i would have grown as fast but i don't know like you know it's all a, a life life lesson and stuff so you know, it just kind of comes with the age. And I think even though, like, it's not how I wanted to grow, then 
like do you catch what i'm trying to say like yeah. my journey up until this point wasn't exactly like how i wanted it to but like i said it's definitely a life lesson and you know you can't like go back so um but nonetheless i'm still very like really happy with like how everything turned out and i loved like the way that my videos and my photos on instagram and all that stuff is being like presented now i feel like it's definitely true to me absolutely where do you think that line is between making things for your audience versus staying true to yourself because i'm not sure if i'm like misrepresenting what you were saying but you kind of you kind of did run, like run with the trends a little bit to ensure you built an audience and then you kind of yeah. then you kind mm-hmm. of went back to your roots and be like this is what i like this is what you're gonna get and if you like it cool if not yeah yeah 100 yeah, you definitely interpreted what i said like exactly correct I think the line is definitely like a blurry one. And I think the line is something that you, at least for me, I didn't see the line until I started like really having to ask myself, like, am I really making these videos because I want to or because people are watching me? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and so I think at a certain point when you're doing something creative, especially like YouTube, when you have so much eyes on you and you have like the comments and, you know, just like the outside opinions and stuff, it's very easy to like get wrapped in that, like oh cb can you please make this video can you make this video and like for me bro like i'm definitely like a people pleaser like i love just like making people happy and stuff so of course i'm going to give you or not you specifically but of course i'm going to give the audience what they want right um but i think as i mentioned earlier as i grow up and as i just become more in tune with who i am as an individual i think i see the line a little bit more clearly and i understand that you know especially when you have a creative job that allow that that you have to put yourself out there. I think it's sometimes like very important to just kind of put yourself first and like what you want, but kind of to like go back to your question, the line that you're talking about, like is a very fine one and it's a little hard to see in the beginning. Um, But yeah, I feel like I understand it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a question just for me, but did you ever catch yourself buying pieces for like, just to showcase them in a video or to wear them in a video for, because it was a hyped item at the time because like, I did a bit of like a Marie Kondo on my like on my closet and I was like yeah these things were cool like two years ago I don't know why I have them now or like why I bought them because like they don't sit with like my proportions and stuff and I'm like why did I even buy this so then I'm just I'm just wondering man yeah 100% bro I feel like and again especially in the earlier phases of my YouTube channel I was definitely doing that I would buy things that I knew was again like on trend I knew it would get me views I knew it would you know, just do something for my channel. But in the same breath, I still genuinely enjoyed those pieces, but just at the time. And I don't know if I enjoyed it because I knew it was going to do something for my channel or if I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, And so now when I buy things and when I'm gifted things, I really try to ask myself, like, is this something that I can really see myself having for a really long time? Or is it classic enough? Is it timeless? And so I feel like especially again with the photos like the outfit photos that I've been presenting on Instagram and like my recent videos I think if you if like anyone who's listening or like even you as a regular I think you can kind of catch a vibe like a lot of the things that I'm wearing is just like classic and timeless and it's not like trendy or anything but I do like to implement a little like casual flex like here and there like with a bag or like with a trendy shoe but I'll never go as that's my dad like at the back right there (laughs) I'll, I'll never go as far as to wearing something that I personally would never wear because I never want to promote anything on my channel that I don't think is like true to my aesthetic and my style. That's, that's, that's a really like mature approach to the way that's, that's the way I think it should be on like on YouTube and on Instagram, but like, I don't think it's there now. And I don't know, it's going to, it's going to be an interesting few years. That's all I can say. Yeah, for sure. I think I personally, like humbly speaking, I think Instagram is definitely one of those things that, a lot of people understand what's trending, what's going to get them likes, what's popping, like what's going to get them featured on like these X, you know, like these like reposting sort of things, like, you know, like High Snobiety or like NCL Gallery and all that stuff. And for me, I think when I first started my YouTube channel, I definitely was like, oh, I want to get featured. I want to get featured. So I have to get this and I have to get that and post about it. But now I'm just kind of like, it's not that I don't care because I think that those are great platforms to, you know, have like creators showcase their style and stuff but for me I think it's just more of like what what do I resonate with and what am I going to be happy to post on my personal platform so that my viewers can see like what I'm vibing with because I never want someone to go to my page and be like why is he wearing that that's not even his style um so yeah 
Yeah, but like, you kind of, you ask those questions and then, but you then, you, do you kind of like find that you're stagnating in your style in a sense? Because like... Um, I wouldn't say I feel like I'm stagnating. I think it's more of like a, I understand what works for me and what I personally like. And like I said, I'm not opposed to implementing those like casual flex pieces every now and then. Like I love me a good, like a little trendy bag, but paired with a more classic toned down like the rest of the outfit, like a basic sweater, a pair of like denim jeans and like a pair of boots or something. But then having like that more like trendy statement bag. Um, and so I feel like, you know, when you wear classics and when you wear things that are a little bit more simple, it, I think like the way to play with the trends is definitely the accessories, like, you know, like the rings or like the hats or even like glasses or something. Um, so I feel like those little things, when I do play with, again, like the trends, it's nothing too crazy. So I feel like in a sense, my style is still evolving, but it's never like borderline, like, oh, he's wearing something he would never wear. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, last fashion question, I promise. But like, are there any styles that you wish you like, that you that you can admire from afar but it's something you would never like dive into like your <clears throat> like are you talking about um things that i see right now or like back then even Jen, anything um personally and again it's like no it's like no shade i just like it's just like not for me yeah, absolutely i don't really i don't really like the um like the Margella boots, like, you know, the ones that have like, like, yeah, it looks like, a, yeah, 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 like, it's, I think like, it looks so good on certain people, but for me, bro, it's just, it's a no, like, I can't, I can't do it, um, and then, I don't know, other than that, honestly, like, I, even though I personally don't experiment with it, I definitely just like, at least recently, I like everything that I've been seeing, like, and so I don't really have something that I'll be like, Mm, could never be me or maybe like distressed denim jeans like I see it's like kind of slowly coming back and I I can't do it it's not or like skinny jeans bro could never be me I'm not I'm not doing it yeah it's I think that time has passed but I feel like it's slowly coming back and I'm just, I'm just not gonna go there like ever again it, it doesn't suit my body or it doesn't do anything for me honestly so I think I'm, I'm good on that yeah, now I was talking about that with a few of my friends and I was like, I don't know when like the fashion community sort of being like, yo, skinny jeans are whack and stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm here in my skinny jeans. I still like them, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the they're, I think they're great on other people, but I think for me, cause I'm like a little bit shorter. I'm like five, seven. How tall are you? I'm like, I'm six one. So. Okay. See, so you're blessed, bro. Because like skinny jeans probably look proportionate on you like I think for me I'm like five seven and I have like a little bit more of a medium build so if I was to wear like you know like a nice just like simple sweater and then I had like skinny jeans and I think like you say you watch my videos right so you know I'm all about like the chunky sneakers bro if I was wearing like skinny jeans with chunky sneakers it would just look so weird but I think it would look great on you because you're tall like you know you have that you have like that elevation on you so it just it just depends maybe i don't know i got skinny legs yeah. though, so like but like if i got like a chunky sneak like i wore like skinny jeans like docks one day and it's like it looked like i had like golf clubs for feet i feel that i feel that yeah now i need to get some chelsea boots or something man i don't know yeah for sure i'll make it work you do real estate as well on the side right i think that that's your main like that's your like main career right well, so it's YouTube and social media is technically my main career. And I just became a real estate agent like a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, so I'm still like learning and growing and definitely like there's a lot of training to be involved and stuff. Um, but it is something that I do see my like future, like heading in that direction. And I hopefully one day see it becoming my main gig. And then my YouTube channel will just kind of be like its own like side little vibe. I'll always do YouTube like 100% because I love, you know, just like sharing my thoughts and stuff. And I love like the vlogs and I love like connecting with you guys and stuff. But um, I picked up the real estate gig because I do see it. Like I just see my life kind of going in that direction. Um, but yes, to answer your question, it, it's, a, it's a new gig for me. Awesome, man. That's, that's good. Like how, how's the current market in Seattle with like with COVID-19 and everything? Like, I know a lot, a lot of less people are buying, but, like, how, is, how are things besides that? So, it's actually interesting because at least, like, as of recently, like, as of literally, like, last week, because the market changes, like, every single, I would say, month. And so, like, 
up until yesterday, it's been a great market. Like interest rates are at an all time low. Like a usual interest rate could be like anywhere from like three point like something to like anything higher than that. But interest rates are low as like 2.4, 2.5 or like 2.6. And that's like a crazy interest rate. So to your point, like a lot of people have been buying um, and it's been good. Like a lot of things have been sold because what's, what's happening is because of COVID-19, a lot of people are almost kind of in a sense worried about their financial status. And so a lot of people who own homes know that their biggest asset is their home. So if you were to sell your home, you can easily bank on it because you're at least like I said up until yesterday because right now like as of today the market is kind of going down a little bit but it fluctuates it's like an ever everlasting like roller coaster but going back to what I was saying up until like today or yesterday whatever the market has been good because so much people have been selling their homes and they've been banking on it and um, I think what we're seeing right now is uh, like from today right ever since things have been selling because so much people are listing their, their homes, there's so much inventory on the market right now that it's just like sitting because all of like those hot deals that were like in the peak of Corona, like kind of like a couple months back, they already sold. So everyone that's trying to sell their house right now is kind of like late to the game because buyers are understanding like, oh, I probably should wait because they're just selling their house because we're in COVID right now. And, you know, like I could probably get a better deal if I hold out. Um, so to kind of answer your question, like the market is a little all over the place, but nonetheless, people are definitely still buying and people are still selling and interest rates are super low, but prices are really high. So that's kind of like the caveat, like that's like the trade-off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the reason I ask that is because I do a little bit of like real estate work on the side. Like I help my dad out with like rentals and stuff and it's been, oh nice. it's been pretty nuts around here in Toronto. It's like so hard to rent stuff right now. Like it's insane. Like, oh, is it? Yeah. Like we list our ads up and then like it takes two, maybe three weeks to get something rented. And then like back before Corona, we'd be, we'd have it done by the end of the week. And it's insane. Yeah. Right now. yeah. That's kind of what people, um, cause like I said, like I mentioned, I'm a newer agent, so I'm personally not doing any transactions, but I'm always a part of like the conversation, right? Because I'm a part of an office. And so what a lot of, of the bigger agents have been noticing is that in the beginning of like Corona and stuff, they were, they were just slanging these houses, bro. Like they were selling them left and right. And now when they get a listing, it just like sits on the market for like weeks on end. And it is, like I said, because the market was so like super hot in the beginning of quarantine and like COVID and stuff. But now as it's kind of getting later on, people are kind of catching on, like buyers are understanding like, this is just like a phase as they want to call it. And they think it's going to go away. Um, so they're holding out. But yeah, I could definitely like understand like why you're like why you guys are kind of like saying it's taking long and stuff i can only imagine oh yeah how long do you think this is gonna last man how long do you, do you think until the mark until like the housing market gets back to normal man that's a really like loaded question and i think personally like for me i don't think the housing market is ever gonna go back to normal like i think it's just one of those things that as especially like as a real estate agent or like you like and your dad like someone like you help him with the rental things you were saying i think at least like the way that I look at it is like we can never control the market. So in a sense, it's never normal. It's just kind of like there's highs and lows. And I think it's just like our job to kind of just like go with the flow. Cause like I said, it's like an everlasting, like an ever like ongoing sort of roller coaster vibe. So um yeah, I don't know if it's ever gonna go back to normal, but right now I definitely think that it's at a low. But you know what they say, like what goes down like must come up and what goes up must come down. So it's just like, it's all about just kind of like, you know, ebbing and flowing with the market and like just like doing your best and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm just scared for the market crash, honestly. That's like the, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's been a lot of like talk about that. They, uh, at least like here in Washington, a lot of people are saying that's going to happen sometime next year. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be crazy, man. Yeah. You have any advice for some of for people who want to get started in it, like with real estate or people who want to start like investing in real estate, like when to buy and like stuff like that, maybe? I guess like my biggest like tip when it comes to investing, like in general, but especially in real estate, and this is probably gonna sound like a very broad and general sort of thing, but I think the biggest thing that I could tell anyone who wants to invest is to really make sure that your credit is on point. I don't know like how like high schools in Toronto work, but like here in the States, like in 
the U.S. and stuff, we were never taught about, like, credit and, like, financial, like, standing and stuff in high school. Like, when I got out of high school, I had no idea what a credit card was, and I had no idea what credit is. And, like, thank God that my sister taught me, you know, what those things were. Um, but obviously, if you want to, like, invest in stuff, you can't invest unless you have like an abundant amount of cash or unless you have really good credit. So I think just like, you know, taking it like back to the basics and making sure you have a really good like credit standing is like the biggest advice that I could get. Like I would say if anyone wants to invest, especially in real estate, just like do your research, like YouTube, like I don't want to be biased because I'm a YouTuber, but YouTube is a gem, bro. Like you can learn so much stuff on there. Um, and I think if you wanted to like literally invest today, I don't think it would, I don't necessarily believe it should be the real estate thing. Cause like you said, like we have this idea that the market's going to crash. I'd probably wait out, like hold out a little bit, but nonetheless, from now until then, definitely do your research like about credit and just like make sure your money's in order so you can go ahead and make smart decisions when investing. Absolutely. man. Yeah. Um, how do you like, how do you maintain like a work-life balance? Cause I know like real estate's busy as hell. Like I, I, like, I remember a few summers ago, I was out with my dad for like 12, 14 hour days. And it's just like, you're dead by the end of it. So how do you keep a balance? That's honestly a really good question. And I think I'm still kind of like learning how to balance it. There's definitely days where I'm just like, I just like can't even catch a breath. Like I'm just like dead, like you said, by the end of the day. Um, but I think what I like to do a lot is I like to time block. So I'll give myself certain like X amount of hours for certain tasks within the day. And I'll just kind of prioritize like what it is that I have to do. So if I know, like, for example, if I know I have to do something for YouTube, I'll set my like morning up so I can just grind out on the YouTube stuff. And then I can take like the two thirds of the rest of the day to just do like all real estate stuff. Or I'll just go ahead and schedule things around the biggest tasks that I have to do on that specific day. And as you know, like I'm lucky enough because I do YouTube and social media full time. So I have complete control of my current schedule when it comes to that job. Um, so it kind of played to my favor because when I do have something for my real estate gig, that's a little bit more important. I'll just like easily shift around my YouTube stuff. But nonetheless, it is like a little hard because in the sense, it's kind of like I have two jobs. So I'm just trying to juggle it both. Um, but I guess like to answer your question, definitely like time blocking and just prioritizing what is really important. And I think the biggest thing that I can also say too is even though it's not something you want to do, like just do it anyway. Like, you know how we have, everyone has those tasks that like we dread doing, but I promise you, like, if you just like kind of like take time block some time to get it done, it'll go by just like that. And then you'll be like, okay, what next? Cause the biggest advice that I can give is just like tackle the biggest thing first. And then anything after that is like smooth sailing because you already did like the hardest thing first. Like I'm not the type of person to wait around all day to do like that one big task. I'd rather just like tackle it head on and get it out of the way. So I have the whole day freed up to do whatever it is that I want to do. Absolutely. And like, this is something that like I've been preached since I was a kid, but it's like, if you, if you leave something to the end of the day, then you can't even enjoy like the time before it. Cause you're like, okay, cool. I have that thing at the back of my head that I got to do. Exactly. You're just like kind of subconsciously stressing about that big thing. Um, Mm -hmm. have you there's this book that like you, you you're kind of like explaining this book but like have you read the seven habits of highly effective people i haven't i have the book but i haven't even started it yet i i i think you should read it because yeah. like one of the you're kind of explaining one of the rules in like a very in like a really in a really good way i don't know okay. which rule it is but like you're explaining it pretty well yeah okay respects i'll check it out awesome man uh, do you have any other book? Do you have any? Do you have any book recommendations for me? Because I'm trying to expand my. I need. I need more shit to read, honestly. Um. So I read. I think like there's one book, and I'm pretty sure like everyone knows it. Um. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast or? Go for it, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like the um. It's like that orange book. It's like the yeah. subtle art of not giving a fuck. That is like a book. I mean, granted, I don't agree with like everything in that book, but I think just like kind of as a general guide, I think that book really helped me understand. Like just, you know, you just got to kind of do what you want to do. And I think that's why I have the attitude I have now when it comes to like my YouTube thing and like my own personal business is because that book really taught me that like in certain cases, you just have to put yourself first. So I'd highly recommend that book. And I believe there's like a second and a third one after that. I haven't read those, but I definitely start there. And then for any of like anyone who's listening, like even YouTube, because you said you help your dad with like the rentals and stuff, there's a book by, um, Ryan Serhant and he's like a um 
just like the biggest, or he's one of the biggest like real estate agents here in the States. He's on Billion Dollar Listing New York. It's like a TV show, like on Bravo and stuff. And he has a book. And wait, let me just like Google what the book is called real quick. But it's a really good book. And I'm currently reading that right now. And it just, it just makes me want to be like the world's best agent ever. So I'd highly recommend like if you want to kind of dive into a real estate book, he kind of gives all like the tips and tricks on how to start as a new agent and he tells like his story as well and he gives like really good gems in there like things that i personally would have never even thought of it's called sell it like sirhan by ryan sirhan let's write this down yeah yeah it's a really good book and i think like i said there's definitely some gems in there um especially kind of going back to your other question like if you want to invest in real estate i would read this book because awesome. he, he does like tips and stuff like that as well what are some habits that like maybe you learned throughout your life or you learned through YouTube that have helped like in the real estate business or vice versa? Like speaking, like, like maybe like speaking with people, how to like negotiate and stuff like that maybe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think like a couple of things that I've like, I don't know if they're necessarily things that I've learned, but it's just like traits that I've picked up from doing YouTube is in a weird way like when you do YouTube you're basically talking to yourself like in a camera and so naturally you kind of almost become a very like personable and like a really good like conversationalist so I think that was like the best thing that I could have like had in my arsenal so to speak when becoming a real estate agent because as a real estate agent you really have to know how to talk people up without sound sounding too salesy so I think like I got lucky in that sense because when I do create my videos, for the most part, a lot of them are sponsored with like these amazing brands that I genuinely like. So I think like taking the business aspect of my YouTube channel that I learned and then applying it to my real estate thing really helped me just kind of, you know, understand like what works, like what, like what approach in regards to like talking to someone is really going to make them feel some type of way to make them trust you like oh yeah I want to work with this kid like I'll give him a shot and then kind of like what I said earlier bro just like time blocking and like time management I wasn't always like the best at that but I think when I had like when I first started my YouTube channel and the scale that it is now it is so necessary for me to time block and time manage like I couldn't do my YouTube thing if I wasn't good at that and so I use those skills to do my real estate stuff as well because it's just like it's hard you know like just balancing everything so having a sense of what's really important and just like prioritizing those things is like a skill set that I think I've learned from my YouTube channel like I said I'm still new to the real estate thing so I haven't really learned anything from that yet but my YouTube stuff has definitely taught me like a thing or two for sure do you do do you exercise more of like a daily schedule or like a weekly schedule when you do like your time blocking um so I'll go ahead so like on my I just do it like on my phone and on my notes so I'll literally do like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday but I will always plan my week the previous Sunday and then so I'll like literally plan my week and then as the days go on I'll just kind of add to like every single day so I guess it's I guess like you would say that's a weekly thing right because I take it as a week because I'm not the type of person to wake up on on the Monday and then sit down and then make my Monday to-do list. Like that stresses me out, bro. Like I need to know like the day before. So I'm definitely like a pre-planner. Like I take this stuff very seriously. So yeah, probably a weekly guy for sure. Yeah, I definitely need to get on like the scheduling train because like I have, I always have a soft, like a softer schedule for like the week ahead. Like I know which assignments I have to finish. I know which readings I have to do. But I need to like actually block out like timeframes and stuff to do that. Yeah. The second time I've been recommended to do that, I need to really get on that shit, man. Yeah, bro. It, it really helps. I think it, it gives you a better understanding, too, because when you time block, I think it's great because you understand, you have a better understanding of how long something's going to actually take. And then when you end, like, so let's say, for example, like, if I have, like, a, like, I'll say I have to edit a video from, like, 8 to 12, like, 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. to 12 p.m., like, I know in my brain, okay, CB, you got four hours to do this. So, and I don't know if you're like this, bro, but if I'm told, like, I have to get something done by that specific time, I'm going to finish it. And because it motivates me so much, I usually end up finishing it earlier. So then I have even more time to do the other things that are on my to-do list. And then I end up finishing work earlier, which is great because then you have more time for, like, your friends and your family. And I have a girlfriend, so, you know, guys spend time with your girlfriend and stuff. So, um, yeah, bro, time blocking is where it's at for sure. Absolutely. 
I'm going to run this, like, I've been having this thought for the past week about, like, long-term goal setting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this by you, but, like... Okay. I'm just trying to figure out the right words for this. So, like, you start a creative endeavor, right? So, let's say you start a YouTube channel or an Instagram page or, like, a, a podcast, say, right? Mm -hmm. And you set, like, these goals, but they don't have a time limit on it, right? So, like, let's say you start an Instagram page and you're like, okay, cool, I want 10K followers or something, right? Or YouTube, you're like, I want to make, let's say, 50 videos and I want to have this many subscribers, like, so two goals or something, right? But have you, like, I feel like that's a really bad approach to any creative endeavor because you reach that goal and you're like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah, I'm I was just going to say, like, I personally, oh, are you, are no, you done? Like, okay, okay. I personally that that's like not the way that I approach my goals I don't I think like especially like you said when it comes to a creative endeavor if you're adding a numerical goal to your creative endeavor it almost kind of taints the process for your like creative endeavor and it just kind of like ruins the fun like and I think that's kind of what I was trying to say like earlier when I told you like oh before I used to be like oh like this video has to get like 100 like 100,000 views or I was like I'm a failure and like it's not going to work out like I think just as creatives I think we just kind of have to like you know make the amazing content that we do and then release it and if it does well it does well and if it doesn't it doesn't I mean of course you know you have to know when to like cut your losses right like because a lot of the times for creative endeavors we want it to be businesses so naturally like if you think it's not doing well then of course you know like I said cut your losses but I think it's kind of not the way to go to like set numerical like goals because then it just again it just kind of ruins the whole process and it just doesn't make it as fun i notice at least for me personally like speaking i noticed that a lot of the videos that i didn't really put so much pressure on or like the photos that i didn't put a lot of pressure on like oh like this video like this video needs to get like 10k views or i'm gonna be upset those videos always end up doing bad but then the videos that like i genuinely thoroughly enjoy that i put so much time and effort into they end up doing crazy well and i think it's because it's a process and i think that's like what being a creative is is like we just have to understand and really like appreciate the process because i'm a firm believer that of like you know if you put out a certain energy into the universe you're going to get it back and so i think if you're putting out this like energy into the universe that you're working really hard on like this x thing whatever creative endeavor it is and like call me naive, but I genuinely believe that it's just going to take a mind of its own and it's going to become its own thing and it's going to be great. And so I think we should put like less stress on the numerical goals and more of like, okay, how is this content going to make me happy? Or like, how can I make this content amazing so other people can enjoy it? Like regardless of how many views and how many likes and how many comments you get. Because um, like I said, it just kind of taints the whole thing. And I think as a creative, it's kind of one of those things like, creative doesn't necessarily always go with business and so it's kind of like you know it's just almost kind of like get to like pick a side you know and then if you're lucky like me then your creative does become a business and you just get lucky but yeah okay no i'm just i'm just i'm asking this because like when i started the podcast i was like okay cool i'm not gonna share this on my main instagram or on anything until i reach 10 episodes and then like Last week I had nine episodes and I'm like I I I can't make a tenth man I'm just I I have too much shit to do or I don't want to or whatever I don't know what it was but I don't know it's just interesting yeah that too much in set too much thing on the ten and then I just couldn't do it I don't know what it was yeah so so am I your am I your tenth episode you're my eleventh episode I mean I end up making a solo episode where I just like talk some shit and then like trying to put a bit of motivational spin on it but then yeah yeah. 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 yeah like like kind of like what you said like I think it really was maybe and again this is just like my opinion but I think maybe it really was like you were trying you were like fighting so hard to get like that 10th episode because it just sounds better right like oh hey this is my podcast and I have 10 episodes on it like it's a banger like go check it out but I think if you I think it just really goes back to like if you really believe and this is like how I feel about my videos too if I firmly believe that the video is a banger and I love the content that I produce I don't really care like if it does well or not like because I know I've worked so hard to make that content so I send it out just knowing that I'm okay and like I'm content with it um so yeah mm -hmm. or maybe yeah, I should sure. a lot but it's like it's kind of like we're just talking about things that we kind of already know in a sense like those yeah, yeah for sure my favorite stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. like 
I don't know if this is just because you've been doing YouTube for so long, but like I was watching one of your older videos and I was doing a bit of research for the podcast and you seem <laughs> to be a lot more like comfortable, like on camera now than you yeah. were. Is that just like cause of practice while making videos for how long has it been? Three years, four years? So I've been doing it as a full-time job for like a little, like I think it was, uh, it was two years last month. So yes, this has been my full-time job for two years, but I started it three years ago. Okay, so like, yeah, has it just been practice for those three years, like constantly pumping out the content that made like, like helped you with like being confident on camera? Or is there any other practices that you did to like make yourself more confident? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's that for sure. Like, you know, with time, of course, like with anything, if you put a lot of time and effort into it, you're going to naturally get better at something. But what I really think it was like the turning point for me when I started becoming more comfortable in the camera was after I stopped trying to post things that was like oh like I want this to go viral or like oh like I want this to be like a, I, I don't know I just like stopped putting pressure on the videos and I just was like you know what like let me just create videos that I genuinely like and let me just approach this as if I was like talking to a homie so that's kind of the approach that I have now like before bro I used to be so like meticulous with how I did my videos I would plan out and type out every single word that I was going to say and I would read off the script like, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever told anyone of this, but that's what I used to do. Like, I used to, you, I don't think you guys seen it, but if like, this is the camera, right? Like on my, like on my MacBook, there was the cam, I mean, there was the camera and then there was my laptop next to it and I would read off of the thing. Oh, and so I think, yeah, so I think naturally it came off a little unnatural or I just kind of seemed like a little nervous because, right, I was reading a script. Don't get me wrong. They were all things that I genuinely believe. But it just, again, it was scripted. It's kind of like if you're watching, I don't know, like a scripted TV series versus like something, just like a vlog from like a YouTuber. Like it's different, you know, there's a different vibe. And so now I don't do that. I literally just turn on the camera and I just like shoot the shit. And like, it just tends to work out because I think I'm just kind of speaking from like the top of my brain. Like even with this podcast, I, I didn't read the questions. I really? just like, yeah, I didn't because I, I just, I just didn't want it to be like premeditated. I, did, I don't like when my answers come off like oh like I know what I'm talking about and like oh I know like everything and everything there is to know like in the world for me I think it's just more of like if we can have just like a natural simple conversation I think that's like at least in my opinion I think that's what my viewers like they like when it's things just don't feel like buttoned up and like stuffy you know what I mean like they like just like the casualness and they like the little bit like more laid back like chill vibes and so I think that's what you're seeing in the recent videos you're seeing me just kind of vibing on like doing my thing and genuinely talking about things that I like. I think that's what it is too. Cause remember how I said before, I used to buy things just to talk about it. I don't do that anymore. I literally only talk about things that I genuinely like. So naturally I sound like naturally excited and happy to talk about it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome, so that's kind of like, that's kind of like the vibe of like what you're probably seeing now. With YouTube and Instagram, like, like, as you're saying, it's becoming very hype driven and it's more becoming more and more hype driven every day. So like, what are some changes that you'd like to see just in this space? I think, like, don't get me wrong, like, people are definitely allowed to post whatever it is that they want to do. And like, whatever it is that they like, right? Like, it's like, it's, it's their Instagram, so they can do whatever they want. But for me personally, like, I would just love to see a little bit more realness on Instagram. Like, I think, Oh yeah. So like what I've been doing lately is I've been actually like just posting basically anything that I want to post on my feed. And I think that's kind of like what I want to see more of. Like I want to see a little bit more realness. I want to see a little bit more like behind the scenes stuff. I think especially nowadays, like Instagram is definitely like a highlight reel as everyone likes to call it. Like they're not showing the real, like, like really what it is uh, versus before when Instagram first came out, like people used to just like send off unedited photos, like on their feed, like it was nothing. And so don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I love like the aesthetics, like I love like a really well edited photo, but it is nice to see a more like transparent, unedited like version of yourself every now and then, whether it's like stories or like on your Instagram, like main feed or something. And so that's kind of what I've been doing lately. Like I've been incorporating more of my real life on Instagram as well as YouTube. That's why I started up like the vlogs again. And that's why like on my Instagram stories, I've been sharing a little bit more of my personal life. So like when I'm hanging out with my family or like I post more about my girlfriend now, or I just post more about like what I genuinely believe like as an individual versus like what I'm just wearing that day. Cause I think there's so much more substance 
when you share those kind of things, like what you're genuinely interested in and what you're actually doing in your real life versus like, oh yeah, look at me, I'm wearing this super nice fit. So it's like, it's a balance definitely for sure. Cause you know, you have to remember, right? Like this is what I do full time. So I know like what my viewers want to see, but I think we also have to kind of take it back and be like, okay, like I, for me, right? Like me, Stevie Solid, like I'm not just a fashion, like Instagrammer and YouTuber, like I'm an actual human being. So I love sharing like those actual real life moments with you guys. Cause it kind of just makes me kind of like, like brings me down a little bit, like to not to say that we're like, I'm on a higher level. Right. But just more like it normalizes me in a sense. Like I don't ever want someone to think like, Oh my God, like see this big YouTuber. Like I can't talk to him or like, he's like so special. I'm not special. Like I'm literally just like a regular kid who just got lucky with the camera. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what it is. Like, I feel like there's almost like this, when you go on Instagram now, it's just like, everyone's posting like these highly edited like versions of their life and for me personally it just doesn't come off like that real in my opinion like I'd rather follow someone like on Instagram right like I'd rather follow someone who is a fashion YouTuber and blogger who also shares their life versus someone who is like a fashion YouTuber and blogger but they only share outfit photos like personally I'm not going to follow them if that's all they post you know like I want to see it more substance is like what I'm trying to get at um so I hope that like people like you know in the future kind of become a little bit more like open to doing so because I don't know I kind of like seeing the like nor the normal everyday life vibes every now and again you know like a casual photo like with your family or like you know with like your girlfriend or like you know your partner or something like I think those moments are nice and like I don't think like people talk about it enough you know and I think what everyone has to remember like on Instagram is that like Instagram is made to like share right and don't get me wrong you can share whatever it is that you want but if you're trying to portray this like highly edited version of your life I like we're all smart as a viewer right like everyone's smart like we know that that's a highly edited version of your life so I personally would rather be the type of blogger and Instagrammer that comes through with still yes the very well put together outfit photos but I love giving you guys a glimpse into my life often because like I said, I think it normalizes me and I think it makes following me like a little bit more special because it's almost kind of like you're coming along like this journey of my life, like with me versus just like following me for my outfits, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of like, yeah, that, I like the way you, I like the way you worded that because like with Insta, like with a lot of the pages that I like used to follow, I, I did a purge on my Instagram. I haven't followed a lot of the garbage, but like a lot of like where it's like a highly curated thing, it becomes like a magazine. Right. And that's not yeah. just like, there's no real value that I'm getting from this. Right. And then there's other accounts where it's like a photo album and it's like, okay, I'm learning a little bit about who you are and stuff. Right. Cause you're not just fashion. Right. No one, yeah. no one has one facet to themselves. Right. That's kind of, it kind of gave me a bit of inspiration to start the podcast like a long time ago because like all the guests that I've had I know them because of either fashion or like health and fitness right but oh. that's one little half a percent of who they are right so yeah for sure. pull back that curtain a little bit and make it seem less like less like the other person is a celebrity kind of thing that like their life is exactly and all that shit and make them okay cool I'm an actual person I did struggle with mental health or like self-confidence and stuff and now I'm here and you can be here too kind of thing exactly it a lot like better kind of puts the social back into social media in a sense exactly I love I love that I'm gonna use that I'm gonna use that what you just said I'm gonna use that somewhere puts the social back in social media yeah and that's kind of like what I'm I guess like what I was trying to get at the whole time you basically just said it to me and don't get me wrong like you know if you're the type of account that you just want to share like your outfit photos and like your like aesthetics or whatever that's fine but for me personally like, I'm just saying I gravitate more towards yeah someone who you know you pull back the curtain and you un you get a better understanding of who they are as an individual and not just a influencer because like personally like I don't care if you're an influencer like I want to see your real life and like who you are as an individual like that's what makes me feel more connected to you not like what you're wearing you know what I'm trying to say absolutely absolutely yeah yeah would you feel comfortable talking about some of like upcoming projects or like some plans that you have in the next like few months maybe? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I personally don't like really have anything like coming up per se. Um, I think just like the biggest thing that, well, actually it's funny because I, I, I legally can't talk about it because I signed the NDA and I'm waiting to hear back from the results. But 
there's this really big holiday campaign that I pitched for a very said, like really big brand. And if I get it, then you guys will see it roll out on my YouTube channel during the holidays. And it would be the biggest collaboration that I was ever like given in my whole entire life. Like this would literally be the biggest deal for me. So I guess like maybe just like stay tuned for that. And then I guess like even like outside of that, like even if I don't get it, like I'll still be chilling, right? But I guess like outside of that, kind of going back to what you were saying, like the first question or like one of the first questions you asked me, there's going to be like a slight rebrand coming in the new year. Um, nothing like too crazy or anything. Like I'm definitely not like getting rid of like the fashion videos or the vlogs, but just, you know, a little bit more like elevated vibes, like, you know, like a new font or like a new intro and like maybe like a new series or two, like on my channel and definitely like more uploads and like more vlogs and stuff because a lot of people have been saying they've been enjoying the vlogs more than the fashion videos, which is like crazy to me. So definitely want to like pump out more vlogs and stuff, but I don't really have any like personal projects to talk about, but I, like I said, and like I've been saying, I've been loving the way that my YouTube channel and Instagram has been going lately. So I think just like probably like stay like locked in on those platforms because I have like, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I have like some amazing work like on the way. Um, so yeah, I guess like I could, that's like really the only thing I can tease for right now at least. Amazing, man. Have you always wanted to do something like creative, like since you were like younger or has it just more of been like been a recent development as momentum is built? No, I've always wanted to be like a creative or some sort. You can literally ask like my family, like, or just like anyone who knows me in real life. Like I used to be that kid when I was young. Like I used to like, there's just like a TV remote, right? Like when Disney Channel used to come on, I used to swear that I was going to be on Disney Channel. And I used to practice like, you know, making like the Disney like ears. And I would say like, oh, this is Stevie and you're watching Disney Channel. And I would do the thing like, and I just, first, like even when I was growing up, like I, I honestly don't know where it came from because none of my family members do what I do, but I always had this feeling of like, you know, I'm going to do something one day or like, I'm going to work for myself one day or like, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be famous, but it was just more of like, I'm going to make a name for myself. And I always had the mentality when I was younger. And so when I, when I was younger and when I was in high school, I really struggled with um, like what I was going to go to college for because I didn't. I was like, what do you go to college for, like, someone who wants to make a name for themselves? Like, there's, I mean, granted, you know, you can go to college for a lot of things, right? But at least for what I wanted to do, there wasn't really, like, anything. And then so I'm just lucky that YouTube, like, was a platform because it really allowed me to do what it is that I wanted to do. And I really do think that I'm living, like, my dream. I know it sounds, like, super cliche, but I really do believe that what I have now is, like, exactly what I wanted, like, ever since I was young. And now that I have the real estate thing as well, I'm like really excited because I think like naturally that will be the next step in my life. But like I mentioned before, I will always do YouTube. Like, I, I don't know if I'll always do it full time. Like, I don't know if it'll always be like a regular Sunday upload every Sunday anymore when I get older. But I think to some extent, I will always try my best to have like some sort of social media like presence and platform because like I said, like I love it. Like I love sharing my life. Like I love sharing like the real and like, the real vibes and I think you know naturally like when I have kids one day if my kids are like comfortable with it or like if my girlfriend or wife at the time is comfortable with it like I would love to share like my real life about being a dad like on YouTube and social media and stuff because like on top of trying to be like a YouTuber like or trying to make a name for myself one of my biggest goals and biggest dreams in life was to be a dad when I grew up and so naturally I'd want to share that right um so yeah, I guess like to answer your question, I always knew I wanted to make a name for myself. I just didn't know how I was going to go about it. I thought it was Disney Channel, but then that dream didn't work out. So YouTube definitely like came in clutch for sure. So yeah, I'm like, I'm definitely happy with how like life planned, panned out for me. I can, I can definitely see you being a family vlogger, man. Like just like the way that yeah. you <laughs> and stuff and the way yeah, you yeah. are, I could definitely see that shit. Yeah. I hope I hope so I I'm only tw I just turned 25 last month so you know there's a lot of things that I want to do with like my career first before I have a before I have a child but if I had a child tomorrow like I tell my girlfriend all the time she's just, like standing she's sitting right next to me but if I had a child like tomorrow I honestly wouldn't be mad about it I'd be so happy and I would of course if I get her permission to share it and stuff I would totally share like the whole process because just like the thought of me being a dad is like everything, bro. Like I just, I want to be that dad that like pulls up to my kids' soccer practice and like all the kids want to like come hang out with Uncle Stevie or like 
I want to have, I want to be like that dad that has like a super nice house and all the kids want to be like, can we go sleep over like Uncle Stevie and Auntie Kia? My girlfriend's name is Kia. Like, I want to be that like family that like all the kids just want to like hang out and stuff. Like, I love kids, bro. Like, it is my dream. Like, I want to have a whole soccer team of kids. I, I can see that shit happening, man. <laughs> it's going to happen for you. Yeah. Something close yeah. to that. I can just I hope can so. Tell. Hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, would you like to go over your morning routine? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, when you say morning, like, give me a, give me a time frame from like the moment I wake up to like the moment I start work or like just like a whole day routine. Uh, yeah. From when you wake up to when you, when you start work uh, on like a day off or a day that like you have to go, go to the office or something. I know you're working constantly, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so honestly, bro, like every kind of like what you just said, like, honestly, every day is a working day for me because social media is one of those things. Like it never sleeps. Like it, I'm literally always posting or something. So every single day I wake up, well, not every single day, it kind of depends, right? This is like, just like a loose space. So I'll wake up in the morning, super early, at least by like 5am I'll go to the gym and then I'll come home. I'll eat a breakfast and like have a protein shake or something. And then I'll hop in the shower and then do like my skincare routine or something. And then after I'm done with that, I'll like, you know, wake up my girlfriend and I'll like spend some time with her, like some time just like off of my phone. Like I don't like, I don't check my phone. Even when I'm at the gym, like I don't look at my phone because I think from the moment I wake up to the point that I start work, I want those like three to four hours to just be like to me. So when I get home after I shower, I'll wake up my girlfriend and like I'll kind of chill with her for a bit and then I'll come downstairs. And the first thing I always do is I always make a coffee, bro. Like I can't, I'm the type of person, I can't start my day unless I have a coffee. Like literally don't even talk to me unless I had a coffee, bro. Like I'm not rude or anything, don't get me wrong, but I'm just in a better mood if I have coffee. So I'll make my coffee and then I'll tackle my emails. Like I'll just bang it out super fast because emails is one of those things like it really can take hours just doing emails. So I'll do emails and then I'll start my real work. So it's kind of boring, but basically gym, eat, shower, get cleaned up, do emails and spend time with the family and then get to work. Awesome. And I'm usually like at work, like I'm usually like doing work work by like 9.30 or 10 or something. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm kind of going all over the place again, but how did you guys, how'd you get yourself accustomed to doing workouts in the morning? Cause I need to get on that thing. Cause I'm going to work out like, I'm going to work out as soon as we're done this and like, it's getting late and I'm just like, damn, I don't know. Like how, how did you get yourself accustomed to see? So what you just said is the reason why I don't work out in the afternoon, because kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, like, you know, if you're the type of person that just wants to handle that just wants to tackle the big task, the first thing, it frees up your whole day. And that's kind of like my approach to going to the gym early in the morning. It's honestly like the most dreadful thing, like waking up in the morning, like super early, especially like when you're cozy and you're like nice, like under your blanket and stuff. But I think the mentality that I have about going to the gym first thing in the morning is that because it's one of the harder things that I have to do that day, because like I got to like really push myself in the gym, right? If I can tackle that first thing in the morning, for the rest of the day, I just set myself up for success. Like, I feel like, you know, I did one of the hardest things. So I'm chilling. Like what, like, you know, it's almost kind of like what's next versus waiting until the end of the day. And I'm already tired and I'm already beat from like my work day. And then I have to like get, like, I have to find the energy within myself to like drive myself to the gym, work out and then come back home. Like it's not happening, bro. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I think definitely try it. Like, I think you'll notice a different, like a difference in your mood as well. Cause I notice that when I go to the gym in the morning, I'm so much more happier and livelier during the day versus if I was to go at night. Yeah. It's that endorphin hit or some science. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. And, and, and I take a C4, it's like a pre-workout. Yeah. So I think like that helps too. And I like drink a lot of coffee. So maybe but yeah I just feel like like you said it's like the endorphins it it just feels nicer and you feel like you accomplish something like super big it's kind of like making your bed like every day in the morning if you did that it's almost kind of like in your brain you feel like you're so accomplished so like that's kind of what I would say in regards to that Mm -hmm. I'm gonna backtrack one more time I need to be better at like no no like you're good bro you're you're good you're good do you think it like in this day and age do you think it's worth it to even try and make make like trying to accrue a following on youtube or instagram with like the oversaturation like with where it's at these days you know honestly that is like such a really good question and i get that question asked a lot and i always say if you feel like it's worth it to you then yes 
So it's almost kind of like a self question that you have to ask yourself, right? Because, you know, if you're, let's say you want to make like a YouTube channel and like you approach it in the sense of like, I want it to be like this really big thing right off the bat. Like it's not going to work. But I think if you make a YouTube channel naturally and, you know, you put in the work and you do the time and, you know, you make like connections along the way and you just like slowly but gradually work on your craft. I think that approach is better than trying to approach it head on and then make it like this business already. Um, so I guess to answer your question, like I personally don't think it's too late, especially if it's something that you've always wanted to do. I'm a firm believer in the fact that like, if you want to do something, like just do it and just see where it goes. And if it doesn't work out, then like you can at least say you tried. Um, but I think where it all stems from is like your intentions have to be right. Like if you're just wanting to start it, not you specifically, but anyone listening to this, right? If you're just starting an Instagram or a YouTube channel, because like, let's say you want to get free stuff. Cause like as a YouTuber, we get like a ton of free stuff, right? If you want to just get like free stuff or if, like you want to be famous or if you want to like, I don't know if you just like, if you're basically starting these things for like the wrong intentions, it's going to translate in your videos and then you're not going to do well versus someone who genuinely wants to be like a YouTuber, like someone who always wanted that life for themselves and they're really humble about it. Like they're going to go far versus like the other person who's just doing a lot. Um, so yeah, personally, bro, like I don't ever think it's, what I will say is like, I don't ever think it's too late to like, fulfill your dreams like i said if that's really like your dream and if that's what you want to do then like screw it like just say fucking and just like go for it but always make sure that like your initial intentions are correct because that's the point that like really matters where can the people yeah. find you the people can find me on instagram twitter and well my instagram and twitter is just like at stevie Solly, and then if you youtube like search me just put in my name as well stevie Solly. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't do like TikTok or like Snapchat or anything. So okay. it's just YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Bye.